In the following podcast, the views and opinions expressed are the participants alone and do not represent AMC or Off the Cuff in any way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Now, this is a, a very special episode because um, I'm here to uh, talk a little bit about television. Now, I don't watch much TV, so you know that if I sit down to watch a show, a show has to spark my interest. It has to captivate me long enough to keep me in front of the television to watch it. So I only like watching television that has... A captivating material, brilliant writing. So my favorite show that is on the air right now just finished its second season. It's called Better Call Saul. Now I'm very excited because we here at Off the Cuff have landed one of the actors from the hit television show. Brandon Hampton is his name. He plays the very helpful Ernesto who has worked his way out of the mailroom to being Chuck's personal assistant on the show. What, what I like about this character is we have slowly been seeing a development where he might make an impact in the next season. He has been on the show since season one, but appeared in quite a few more episodes in season two. And it's great because with the way season two ended, it has left open a very probable chance of Ernesto being involved pretty heavily in the season three storyline. So, without any more waiting, I'm happy to now be joined via the telephone by the man who plays Ernesto, Mr. Brandon Hampton. Brandon, thanks for taking the time out to do the show. How are you, sir? I am well, and thank you for having me on the show. Um, it's a beautiful day. Um, you you are in sunny so. California, man. Okay. You are in sunny California. Six o'clock there. It's nine o'clock here in Kentucky. Yeah, so how's how's LA life treating you? LA life is good. Um, it's fast. Um, I'm used to you know very slow, quiet time in New Mexico, um, where I just moved from. So just getting acclimated to California and and driving here, it's it's crazy. Like everybody's like speeding. You think you're gonna get ran off the road? You like want to pull over and put your hazards on because you just you're afraid to just get out there, but um, other than that, it's, it's great. You know, I've got a lot of warm welcome here, and um, people just, you know, they're great. Um, some The night spots, you know, I've been to a couple of night spots, and, you know, some of the local eateries that everybody's like, you have to go there. So it's, it's been great. Now, you're probably going to be surprised when I tell you that I don't know you from Better Call Saul. That's not where I first uh, saw your work. I, I watched you for the first time ever on a hilarious YouTube video called Enter the Dojo. I know you from the Kung Fu Foolishness. Oh, uh, Enter the Dojo. Yeah, that was <laughs> lots of fun. Um, Matt Page, he used to be my um, film instructor over at uh, College of Santa Fe. And then after he left College of Santa Fe... I was like, okay, you're going to like put me in one of your projects? And then it kind of just happened after a while, and he brought me in, and I did two episodes of that, and it was fun. It was lots of fun. That was... Um, not too many people know about Instant the Dojo. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it has a, a huge following, but a lot of people, you know, you mentioned Instant the Dojo, and I'm like, what's the Dojo? <laughs> um, so, but it was lots of fun, and... I got to kiss a really pretty girl. <laughs> I did. I saw that. And how do you keep it together when you're working with such hilarious people? Because, I mean, that comedy is right up my alley. Like, that comedy right there is, that's what makes me cry laughing. How do you keep it together? You know, you kind of just, <laughs> when the camera's rolling, you just do your best to absolutely stay in character. And then uh, once it cuts, you're rolling and laughing, you know, doing everything you can to, you know, stay in the zone. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about acting, because you're playing a character, and, you know, when you're playing a character, 
you kind of just embrace it, you know. And um, so for me, it's it's easier because I kind of get into my zone beforehand. You know, I walk around, I, you know, listen to music, do whatever I need to do to, to get me to that place where I need to be to, you know, embrace the character. You know, I don't go in it from uh, Brandon's point of view, but from the character's point of view. And that's the beautiful thing about it. So let's go back. Before, you know, the YouTube videos and the TV shows and and the movies that you've that you uh, are, are now in, um, you did speech back in school. You participated on the speech team. Um, what what category? Right. What categories did you do? What what? See, I was in speech, so. But so you were in speech. You did speech at the debate. I did, and I tell you, man, there is nothing. I tell you, there is nothing more nerve wracking than waiting to do your speech. Like, I, I don't care what you experience in life, what audition that you will ever go to. There is nothing like being in front of your peers about to go do a speech. Do you feel me? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, you know, I started doing it in middle school. Um, it was different in middle school. And then when I started doing it in high school, it was just, it was amazing. And my coach wouldn't let me, like, do anything other than, you know, compete every weekend like every weekend he signed us up and i only did like the speech events i did humorous interpretation yes i did too dramatic interpretation um i did um duo acting yes I did duet acting um and then impromptu speaking every now and then and if somebody like canceled on the speech team and didn't show up we had to fill those events yeah. So that we didn't get fined, and so he had thrown me into a LD round, and I would just lose my mind because I'm like, I don't do LD today, and um, and so it was fun. It was fun. It was great. You know, I went on to national. I went to state. You know, in humorous interpretation. Yes. On um, my first year, um, nationals, I went to octo finals, um, placing you know top thirty in. The nation and humorous interpretation. That's what's and, and then the second year, because I didn't win in humorous interpretation, I was like, I'm not doing comedy anymore. I'm going to do drama. And so I uh, I did um, dramatic interpretation, and that's what I I went to state in dramatic interpretation. Um, I made it to semifinals, and then. Um, nationals, I went to uh, quarterfinals, and I didn't feel the same way I did the first year. I was like, I went better, you know, when I did comedy than I did drama, and I still like drama. Yeah. So that's kind of been my 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 uh, my category. I've been like, I'm a drama actor. So like you enjoy the dramatic rows more than the uh, comical rows? I do. I do. I just feel like it's more... I don't want to say more substance because I don't want to, like, put anybody, like, in a zone and be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's dramatic actors are better than comedy actors. We all, we you know, serve our purpose in whatever it is that we're doing. But I prefer the roles where I can just build a real, real, real connection. Because, you know, in comedy, it's all drama, disguise. Um, so, I just, I like drama because my life has been no crystal stare, and I feel like I relate to it more um, so than comedy. So, yeah, that's I mean, been my safe zone. But to say I won't do comedy, you know, I'd be lying. You know, the world came up there with comedy, you know, like into the dojo. That was comedy. You know, that was all comedy. You seem like and you have a good sense of humor, though. I mean, just by talking with you, the short time I have so far, I, I can just tell. Um, I, I feel like that you're funny to be around. I mean, you have you like to laugh. You like to enjoy the moment. Right. Or are that's, you this dark? Me. Or are you this dark, twisted? Guy, man, like who? Who is who is Brandon Hampton? <laughs> so Brandon um, K. Hampton, we left out the K. 
Exactly. Okay. So K is K is important. Um, Brandon K Hampton. K is important. Gotcha. Um. I uh. You know I um. I'm fine. Uh, I tell people I'm boring. You know they always say under comments and over delivery. So I like to tell people that I'm very boring. And then they're like, all right, well you want to go out for a drink or something? And we go out, we have some drinks, and then. We dance, and we're like, wow, I didn't know you could dance. And we're like, you know, we just have a good time, and, you know, and I'm usually like, I don't want to say I'm the, like, life of the party, but I guess you could kind of say I'm the life of the party. Um, <laughs> and I'm always, I'm always doing, like, impersonations and stuff, and they're like, Brandon, who, who are you going to be today? You know, I'm never me, I'm always somebody else. <laughs> You'd be a good podcaster then. Okay, so an actor's go, especially one who works in television, is to land a role that is on a major network broadcasted across the country. You know, and at your point, at this point in your career, you have started to gain a lot of momentum because you have landed a role on AMC, a national broadcasted channel, and you play the role as Ernesto on Better Call Saul. Have you started to notice a change in the way you're being treated by others, you know, whether it's your friends, your acquaintances, or just the general public? Yeah, you know, because I've been doing this, I've been pursuing this craft for a long time. I started um, really, like, pursuing this in 2003. And in 2009, after I graduated high school, I got into college. I was going to the Art Institute of Houston, which was a joke. Um, they're being they're giving every, everybody who had loans and everything is being forgiven because <laughs> it was a joke. Yeah, every time you get on yeah, Facebook, I, you see that they're giving back or they're being sued by so many people. The Art Institute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I um. So I'm um. So I started, you know, 2009 after I graduated. I left Art Institute. I was there for like two weeks. And I moved to Austin because my friend who was going to school with me at the time, one of my best friends, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do um, background on Friday Night Lights in Austin. We both asked this. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I used to get, like, emails to do Friday Night Lights. I'm going to do it, too. So I called my mom. I dropped out. And I was like, Mom, I'm sorry, but, like, this is my career and this is what I want to do, you know. I'd rather be acting than sitting in a classroom with pastel colors, you know, learning about color theory and things of that sort. Yeah. So, moved to Austin, was a core football player on season four um, of Friday Night Lights. Episode three, I got upgraded um, and had a speaking part. Well, actually, the funny thing about it is I didn't know I had speaking part until after. We were like shooting <laughs> episode six or seven. And it was like, yeah, Brandon, uh, we need to take you over to the um, production van um, so that you can sign your contract papers. And I'm thinking I'm getting an upgrade. I'm like, yes, I'm getting in line. I'm getting in line. I'm going to get my SAG card. And it was like, no, this is from episode three. I guess when they edited the episode, you can hear me talk. You see my face and all right. And so um, that was my introduction role. And so after um, I got tired of doing bad guys, like this is not this this it's not me. I, I just I, it's not me. And I, I need to be like part of the scene, not just you know in the background moving around and, and things of that sort. So I moved to Santa Fe. Um, New Mexico to go to college in Santa Fe. My family, like, you should go, you should come with me to New Mexico. And they shoot so much out in New Mexico. When you thrive in that market, you know, there's not a lot of minority actors there and they shoot so much. So I heeded his direction and I went to New Mexico and 
I got to New Mexico, signed with an agency, like, the first week I was there. Went and did two episodes of In Plain Sight um, on USA. And I kind of just been going from there. Did um, the night shift. It was the pilot at the time called After Hours. Um, did a Lifetime movie called Outlaw Prophet Warren Jeffs. Um, and I just kept hitting the, the pavement and just auditioning for everything. And then I booked on um, Maze Runner, uh, The Scorch Trials, and then turned around and did Whiskey Tango, Fox Tribe, and then Independence Day 2 um, that comes out in June. Yes. Is um, Will Sean Smith Collins. in that movie? No, he's not. Everybody asks the question, like, Will Smith in it? Will Smith in it? And, You're uh, the new Will Smith. That's what that means, Brandon. You're going to be the new <laughs> Will Smith in Independence Day 2. Listen, you impressed the show uh, to get upgraded after season 3. On Independence Day 2, you could be the new Will Smith. We're going to see you in... Uh, you're going to be the playing... He played Ali. You'll play... Um, what's his name? Pacquiao. Not Pacquiao, but... Uh, who knows who I'm trying to think of? The boxer. The boxer. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of the, the most recent boxer that we had that faced Pacquiao. Um, oh, you're talking about Mayweather. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd yeah. Mayweather, yes. You're going to be that because it's 2016. He's going to need a movie soon. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to play Floyd Mayweather, you know? Like, I like, you know, Mayweather as a boxer, but I don't know if that's like. The role I want to be, you know? That would challenge you. Your role uh, as a boxer has got to be something like Denzel and Hurricane Ruben Carter. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that one. I but, have seen that one. I like Denzel Washington. Okay. I've seen a lot of Denzel movies. Now, were you a fan of that show, Breaking Bad? I was. I watched Breaking Bad. I auditioned a lot for Breaking Bad. I went in for a few roles and just nothing. I was like, you know, I don't know. You know, like, I really want to be on this show, but maybe I'm just, maybe it's, it's not, maybe I don't have the style that they're looking for. And I didn't work on it, and so I was bummed that I didn't get to work on that show. Because I really, really wanted to. And then when I found out that they were doing a prequel and it was coming back to New Mexico, I was like, wow. I was like, you know, I'm like, I can't wait to get an audition for it. I didn't think, you know, I thought it would just be, you know, a one-liner and that would be the end of it. But um, I did that and it just transformed my world. And yes, um, I got to L.A., um, I was with my friends, we went to a bar, and I, I could see people over in the corner, like, yeah, that's that one actor, on, um, that's Ernesto on Better Call Saul, you know? And I, and I could hear them from the corner, you know, and I'm like, okay, so... You know that bad. makes you feel good. You know that makes you feel good. It has to. It, it does. It really does. <laughs> you, know? you have swag. You, I mean, you automatically get the this confidence. You have to. Yeah, and... You know, but I, of course I can't just be like, oh my God, you look at you know, <laughs> you know, I have to like keep it cool and, you know, stop keep it cool. Well, you know, do and, you, um, you know, do you have any idea where they're going to take your character in season three? Because I feel like that they're really starting to develop your character slowly but surely. I feel like that they left... Uh, some open material for your character to grow in season three. I mean, I I don't know if how that goes. I don't know if you get any 
a script review or anything, or are you just as clueless as the rest of us? I am just as clueless as the rest of the world. You know, I get the, you know, come closer to the time they start shooting, you know, we'll get something and we'll know more. But as of right now, I'm hoping that's the way it goes. I mean, everybody's been saying, you know, all on Twitter, they're like, Ernesto, we love Ernesto. Bring Ernesto back to season three. <laughs> I got added to some Facebook groups. You know, I got a shirt. Somebody was like, I want a shirt that says Ernesto is my homeboy. You know? <laughs> I want that uh, shirt. Yes, I want that shirt. I will buy it if, if that comes out, especially because you're on off the cuff now, your family. Yeah. That's, uh, and so so it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a joyous ride. You know, and if, they, if they bring me back, I, I would be ecstatic and that. Because I love them and they do great work, and that's where I want to be. I want to do great work. Yeah. Now. Period. Now does does. And, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, does Brandon have as much swag as Ernie? Because you know the stuff that Ernie is stunting with his plaid shirts and matching ties. That's that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty swaggish. Yeah, they say I match my car. You know. <laughs> uh, and I just I got that question a lot when I was doing the um, AMA on Reddit. A lot of people were asking, "Is that really your car? It must be so cool to drive that car." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, it's not my car. I drive a 2003 Kia Sorento, um, <laughs> my dad mobile. But um, it's it's a fun little car. I wish I knew how to drive it. It's manual transmission, and I unfortunately never learned how to drive." <laughs> well, you know, uh, I've been reading online. You can read on Reddit. You can read on IMDb. There's a lot of fans out there of Better Call Saul. You know how they like to come up with theories. I've heard uh-huh. some crazy theories about who people think you are, and I'm telling oh, you. Oh, yeah, I've heard those, too. <laughs> you've heard those, and, you know, being a fan of Breaking Bad, I would take that as a huge compliment if I was any relation to the uh, famous... Gus. Yeah, it's, it's an honor, really. <laughs> I, 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 every time, you know, I don't know how many of them I've read and read it. I don't know how many, like Nike Farm or whatever. I, I, I've kind of been doing this research and all on Twitter, and everybody's like, oh, I, I guarantee you that Ernesto's last name is Frank. I bet it's Frank. And I'm like, I, I don't know anything. I don't know this, this stuff, but to put two and two together and, like, just match it up the way they do. And, like, the anagram with all of the titles to the episodes, people figured it out, and it was like, it spells out Frank back, you know. And and, I'm talking Saul right after the finale. They asked uh, Vince and Peter Gould if that anagram was true. And they confirmed that it did, you know, shuffle around to Frings back. And they didn't think the fans would pick up on it that fast. You know, they thought they would be able to, you know, mention it later, later down the line. And they picked it up, like, instantly. Um, Smart fans. So it's definitely, you know, a great, great um, lead-in. And who knows, you know? I don't know, but, you know, all of the fans seem to believe it, and I, I, I hope that, that it has some type of leverage with, you know, the writer's room and, you know, the creative powers that be. You know, I wouldn't mind being the son of Gustavo or nephew or cousin or, you know, any type of relation because he's awesome. Juan Carlo, I did a workshop with him the day after I turned 21 yeah. in Albuquerque. Um <laughs> It was for the Albuquerque Film Festival. I took one of his um, acting workshops, and uh, I was I was telling him at an audition for some of the roles on Breaking Bad, and he was like, "Everybody's kidding." <laughs> uh, I was like, "Yeah, I, I auditioned for the uh, Tyler's Kidding." Uh huh. And, and what, did, what did they say? Uh, uh, I was like, "They told me I was too young." He was like, "Okay, yeah, they was right. They was right." And so. I don't know, it's just, it seemed like, I don't know, like, I get into, like, weird things like parallel lives, 
you know, because everything kind of revolves. It's like a revolving door, and it all comes back around. Absolutely. And I feel like meeting him and, like, being a part of his energy, you know, and then auditioning for Breaking Bad, and then coming in and auditioning for um, this character who was just supposed to live in the mailroom, and then it grew into much more, um, was just, it was, I don't even know how to put it. I can't even put it in words. It's just, it was great and mysterious and... It's fate. It's fate. Yeah, like, who would think, you know? I know. I mean, sometimes... You got like living in New Mexico, you know? Yeah, you got to look at yourself in the mirror sometimes, and you got to be like, "Wow, is this really happening? Am I really an actor? Am I really like you're on a television show that is watched by millions of people? That has to be surreal to turn on the TV and see it because I'm sure you film most of the episodes and then you're watching them, right? Uh, yeah, I watched the whole season. I watched it from a fan's point of view, and I'm just like. Wow. You know, so then when I see myself, I'm like, that's an added bonus, but wow. And then I'm part of a couple, I got added to a couple of, like, the Better Call Saul Facebook group. They added me to it, and, like, everybody's just been, like, giving such warm welcomes. You know, and people want you to, like, stay off the phones and stay out of, you know, looking at everything because, you know, sometimes they aren't the most, warming compliments and everything I've, I've read so far it's, it's been great I've, I, it's just been a blessing I'm like wow like this is how they look at me you know and, and it's, it warms my heart you know what it you- really does um, I had somebody tell me today they was like although you, you may not say much your facial expressions and just Absolutely. I mean, it, it really is. And I apologize for the, for the noise. I'm like walking down the street trying to get to my car. And, no, know, it's completely okay. I'm, I'm telling you, California has got to be crazy at this time. It's probably rocking and rolling. Six thirty. I would think I would be sitting somewhere like a coffee shop, <laughs> like drinking coffee or something while doing this podcast, and I'm like. Walking to my car, trying to like continue on, even I'm looking at the time, like, okay, I gotta be here at this time. But I'm doing this podcast, so here it is. Yeah, but you what, it wouldn't be off the cuff um, if you wasn't doing what you're doing, man. So, you know, I'm not gonna keep much of your time, much more of your time. No, you can have me as long as you want me. <laughs> I, I'm not listening. That wasn't a key to like kick you off the phone or anything <laughs> like that, you know? He's like, man, I gotta be here at this time. You know, I'm walking to my car. He keeps talking. I'm, I, I, I'm, no, man. I'm, so when you're on, when you're filming Better Call Saul, it's, I've, I'm just out of my own curiosity. When you're like at HHM, for example, the law firm, is that a stage or is that a real building? HHM, my friend, is very real indeed. It is a real building. Very real indeed. It is a real building. Man. I like the building, though. You know, that's crazy. So, the house that you're standing in, it's not a stage. Uh, Chuck's house, that's not a stage. Like, you're, you're walking in, like, real houses filming these scenes. So, um, people 
Peter posted some some pictures on his Facebook not too long ago that shows the interior of Chuck's house, which is a stage. That part is on stage, um, but most of the locations are real. The house is shot on stage in Albuquerque. <laughs> you know, when you're working, <laughs> I, I you know your dinger works. It's a I could tell it's a 2000. Let me guess this, the year of your car. Is it a 2004? Um, you know, I'm not sure because I never asked that question. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Probably because I'm only interested in cars I can drive. I tried to, to learn. I mean, and I'm learning. Uh, I got a friend who's going to teach me how to drive a car. But I'm not going to be driving a transmission. So if they do bring me back for season three and there's me and my car, I will actually be able to drive it. And hopefully I don't wreck it and anything like that. So maybe I shouldn't learn how to drive because I feel like I would. Like our car's got a lot of power to it. I've seen them drive it, and I've sat in the passenger seat while it like zooming, and it it goes. It really does, though. It's it, a lot of torque. It opens up your limits. It opens yeah. it opens up your limits when you learn how to drive, like. Nothing is off limits. You can go anywhere you want to go. I'm I'm talking anywhere. So, right. so you just need to go. So enough about Brandon the the actor. Let's talk about Brandon the person. You know, I always like to ask my guests a, little, a few questions just to find out a little bit more about them. Brandon, tell me what's your biggest pet peeve? What bothers you the most? What really grinds your gears? That's a huge pet peeve is lying. I mean, it's just so. I mean, it's just so disrespectful when people lie, and it just makes no sense. And like, it's just so unnecessary. Yeah. So, um, okay. I mean, I can see it's a different difference. Though. I don't want to like to like just every lie. Like, if they're ten minutes away and they're like, um, and you're like, how, how long before you hear it? And they're like, ten minutes. You know, that's something you can live with. Okay, they said ten minutes. Isn't that uh, terrible? 
And I'm like, you know, I love this person. And like, you're gonna, you know, uh, you're gonna listen to our, you know, our uh, music or, you know, come see my play or things like that. But at the same time, they don't support what I do. They want me to support what they do. Uh, it's just not balanced. As time goes on, Brandon, you'll notice that um, you can count your true friends on one hand if you cut off three fingers. You'll you'll learn that. I'm older than you. I'm 28. I'm not much older than you, but you will learn that you really uh, friends are. Say that one more time. Say that one more time because I've never heard that time before. Okay. Say it one more time. It's probably just good old country folk talking, man. See, I'm from Eastern Kentucky, so we have all this different slang that we say, but. You'll know your true. I said you'll figure out your true friends if you cut off your hand. And wait, hold on, wait a minute, hold on. I, I completely messed that up. I said you'll find out. You said throughout life you'll realize who your true friends are. You can count your friends on one hand if you cut off three fingers. That's deep. Yeah, because you only have two fingers left. About two friends is really. Probably all you'll truly have, if you think about it, two true friends. Because if you def- depends on what your definition of a friend is, a true friend. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own definition of a friend. A friend to me is somebody um, I can call at any time of day, and they'll hear what I have to say, regardless if it's nonsense, if it's serious. If it's just me just venting, they're going to be there for me. They're going to listen to what I have to say. They know my passion. They know my desires. And they really want to get to know, you know, the things that make me happy or the things that make me cry, you know. They memorize my phone number. You know, people don't do that anymore, but I do. Like, all of my friends. I can tell you their phone number. Really? You know? <laughs> I don't have to be like, oh, let me look at my phone really quick. Um, <laughs> like, I could, I could tell you their phone number. Are you going to be one of these and people then, who get a landline? No, I don't do landline. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, I don't know anybody who has a landline. No, no, no. Oh, so, another question I got for you. Uh, who would you like to be on an elevator ride with for 30 seconds? Who would you want to be on an elevator ride with for 30 seconds? And what would you say to them in those 30 seconds? You know, I don't know exactly what I would say. But it would probably be Jennifer Lawrence. I would love to be in an elevator with Jennifer Lawrence. Kentucky girl, yes. And... uh I don't know what I would say. I would just, you know, live in the moment. <laughs> there probably wouldn't be much. Probably wouldn't be much talking. I would say, in thirty seconds. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, we, yeah. I, it, it would be no talking. It would be dead silent. Oh, maybe you might hear like a little like lip smacking or something. Maybe. <laughs> of course. And then she. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. You, I just really like Jennifer Lawrence. I tell everybody I'm gonna marry Jennifer Lawrence. You never. Like, know. My friends, I'm like, yeah, because she's so much fun. Like, if you like watch her behind the scenes videos uh, and just her just her interviews, she just seems like a lot of fun. And that's how I am. Like, when I'm ready to have fun, I'm ready to have fun. And sometimes my friends are boring, and I'm like, I'm not boring. <laughs> like, I just want to sit and watch movies. Like, I don't do that. Now you have a probable chance of getting Jennifer Lawrence. You have more of a chance than I do because you're actually an actor. You are in television shows. Like she's going to date somebody like you before she would me. So what's going to happen is when you marry Jennifer Lawrence, I'm going to bring you both on the show on Off the Cuff, and we're just going to have uh, we're going to get. I want you to give Off the Cuff your first live marriage interview. Can you can you promise me that if you marry Jennifer Lawrence, Brandon? <laughs> If you marry Jennifer Lawrence, you and Jennifer come on the show and give your first interview as a couple and off the cuff. 
I can I can see for myself that I will barely come back. Uh, <laughs> even Jennifer Mars, you know, sometimes it's hard convincing, you know, the other partner because they're like, I got, I got, I got too much stuff to do. You know, I got to do this, I got to do this. Um, yeah, let's do it right now. You know, can we do it right now? So if that happens, if Jennifer's not too busy, then, you know, we'll call you. I mean, like, you get it on the road, like, like then and now. You I'm t- down for it, I'm down. You t- just got to get Jennifer on board because, yeah, you two. You two will be married though. She'll be your wife. You'll be able to convince her. That's your wifey. You have a different relationship. Oh, with her. <laughs> oh, I did one of those like Facebook, um, who would you marry kind of thing. Or where where are you ten years down the line or whatnot? It's like one of the like, yeah, posts yeah. that they generate to see where you are in ten years. Yeah, like, I've done it. Ten years from now, I've done it. And the post was. Um, just married Natalie Portman. So <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> so I may see Natalie Portman if you're cool with her being on the show. I'm cool with it too. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Like, but that's two completely different types of girls. Like, uh, you really don't have no type, do you? You'll you'll just date anything that looks good, right? What's your type? <laughs> Yes. Ooh, I like that. Absolutely. And, you know, you like grew up country. I grew up, you know, seven. Well, people don't consider like Houston the South, but we very much call ourselves Southern folks. And so, um, I, in a respect, grew up very old school. So, it's not always the look. Um, I think that's Let's get together and be all right. experience. I say that's a different experience. I say that's probably the ch- most challenging growth that you have is a, being a father. Uh, they like want to make it together. I'm like, let's can't do that no more. Once upon a time, I was like, 
all for it. You know, share it. Whatever you do, you got it. Cool. Let's hear it. But now I'm just, I'm very much sincere when it comes to changing. Well, you know, uh, so what do you, do you ever, uh, when you get some free time and you're not filming, do you ever get to go out of town? Are you a Vegas guy? Do you, where do you like to go when you want to get away from it all? Um, when I want to get away from it all, and this is my go-to, I go to, well, when I was in Santa Fe, it'll be the lake, um, here, um, I like to go to the beach because I like to fish. So I go okay. out to the water. Yeah, the water's great, and, uh, you know, that's a good place. I don't get to see the beach much, but uh, when I do go, it's always it always is uh, pretty breathtaking. But, man, Brandon, I'm not going to take up no more of your time, man, and I'm going to have to uh, uh, wrap this up. It's been awesome having you, and I really want to appreciate you taking the time out to do the show. Um, I've, I've just enjoyed genuinely uh, having a conversation with you. It's been fun. Follow me back on Twitter, man. Like, you know, I followed you and never got a follow back. That's, that's, you know. It's... I didn't follow you back. <laughs> no, you ne- no, you never followed me back. It was, I was kind of, I was, it hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. My feelings was hurt. Oh, man, I, I thought I followed you. Okay, I'm going to follow you, like, right now. <laughs> I'm going to find out. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I got ways for that because everybody's like, you have to download this wave app I don't need to be responsible for Ernesto getting hurt. Like, you, you need to be careful and not talking to me while you're no, driving. I drive with my hands, free devices, everything's in, in touch, so everybody that's listening don't think that you can, like, have your phone up to your ear and then, like, pull it down to look at the GPS. You know, hands-free is the way to be. Yes, that's that's awesome. That's the best kind of people. So am I. So am I. <laughs> and I gotta I gotta go out back out to LA. I went there years ago, and it was the best place on earth, besides Las Vegas. But California was the best place on earth, and Los Angeles was amazing. So when I come out there, I'm gonna look you up, and we're gonna do a live podcast in person. Sounds good. We can go out to the beach. Go, go out to the, the beach. beach Hell yeah, enjoy the I'm water. Uh, IPA. What is it? IPA. No, 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 no. I drink beer, but I don't know what an IPA is. IPA. Man, I'm I'm more Coors Light. I'm more uh, um, the Secchies. Oh, but can I turn right. can I turn you on to some Kentucky bourbon, some Maker's Mark, some Jim Beam, some Wild Turkey? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that. <laughs> it's Kentucky but bourbon. You you know, I guarantee you, if you think of whiskeys, I guarantee you, if you look at where it come from, it come from Kentucky. We are the bourbon capital. Of the nation. We yeah. are. At the Golden Globes, they had a bottle of Maker's Mark on every table. And Maker's Mark is made in Loretta, Kentucky. 
I'm telling you, we're the bourbon state. I know it, I know it. <laughs> um, I like, you know, that Daniel, you know. Uh, uh, what do I know? Just Jack Daniel. <laughs> Just drink anything, man. But yeah, I, that, I look forward to it. We'll have uh, you'll introduce me to new beer. I'll introduce you to new uh, Kentucky bourbon, and we'll do a live podcast. That sounds like a and at the beach, all in one. All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> well, Brandon, and, uh, any closing remarks you'd like to have before we wrap this up? Yes. Um, Actually, I did a little disclaimer before we come on the show. I don't know if you heard, but everything that Brandon talked about today is of his own opinions and not does not reflect the opinions of AMC or the show Better Call Saul. Um, Brandon, it's been awesome having you on the show. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, man, and hit that follow button on Twitter, okay? <laughs> I will hit that follow button on Twitter, and everybody... Um, that's what Please just give me a Twitter handle so they know. I'm pretty sure they're going to have something. Give that. Just tell them how to follow you. Tell them your Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is AdamBanks88. And go ahead and shout your Twitter out, Brandon. Um, if you guys want to add me on Twitter, you can find me at Brandon K. Hanson. Just my name. That's pretty simple. Nothing fancy. There's too many Adam Banks in no the world. No numbers, no nothing. Just Brandon K. Hampton. Just the name. It's boring, I know. But um, don't forget the K. Don't forget the K. It really much is a K. <laughs> Brandon, uh, you know, and K for Kentucky. You know, that's my little name. I like it. Brandon Kentucky <laughs> Hampton. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's wise words, man. Wise words. You promise me you'll come back, man. I want to have you back on for sure. I enjoyed you. Yeah, man. You got it. If you really want me back, you might get off the podcast and do it. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. It was, it was very enjoyable. No, no. I feel like that I need to let I need to let Brandon drive in L.A. He's, you know, not to call you a bad driver, but, you know, you make me a little nervous. telling what technology is going to create in the next couple years. I'm telling you. Question. I am an iPhone person. I'm like, I just got an iPhone. 
when I'm texting people and they don't respond back with a blue message, I think differently of them. I'm not going to lie. You know, I think that, you know, you're on a different level. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Over like they need to make the emo- the emojis is taken over though. Some people use too many emojis in text messages. Are you an emoji user? For, I'm ready for this to reach. I'm ready for this to reach. I know that with the popularity of you and the show, like, and Ernesto's momentum is off the chain right now. And um, I just, I know it's going to have listens, man, and I'm excited for it. It is. Somebody made a meme. I like have like, I have like two memes. I'm like, all right, Ernesto's new status now. I'm like, okay, that's Working with people like Bob Bob Odenkirk, like God, you are acting with some of the best actors on television. Who who is going to win an Emmy eventually in this role? Like you are learning from the best, Brandon. So I mean, working with him, it has to be as good as what it seems, right? Yeah, it is phenomenal. Yes, um, he's brilliant. I get a little nervous sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. You know, when I get in. Into the scene. You know, yeah, he's the I star. I've done all my preparation, done everything on my end. And then I get in the scene and I feel like, gosh, <laughs> like, this is Bob Odenkirk. Like, um, I'm acting with Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> right, that's and pretty much all you can say, right? <laughs> that, uh, that's all I can say. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm working with career veterans, I, Michael McKean. That's how you make it, my friend. That's how you make it. Yes. Yes. 
learning. Um, it's a learning environment. Every production is is a learning environment because no one production is the same as the next production. So on every one, you learn something. And I think that's the best way to learn is by doing it. I like it, man. I mean, I just love the words of wisdom by Brandon K. Hampton. I, I just love it. I'm going to use that as a drop now. <laughs> well, Brandon, man, thanks for uh, being a part of the show. And again, uh, you're welcome back anytime. And I look forward to chatting with you on Twitter. All right, Adam, you got it. All right, Brandon. Thanks so much for doing the show. Bye-bye. Brandon K. Hampton from Better Call Saul plays the role of Ernesto. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. You can follow me on Twitter at AdamBanks88. Follow us on Twitter. Look us up on Facebook. Type us in on iTunes, off the cuff, Adam Banks. You will find us to listen to the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been awesome. I'm Adam Banks. This is Off the Cuff. We'll see you in the next episode.